You are listening to the Young Western Podcast with your hosts, Cheyenne and Montana Donuquette, where we talk about all things from Western lifestyle to your dating stories and honestly everything in between that. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. This episode of the Young Western Podcast is brought to you by BMG Photography. Brooklyn is a photographer and videographer who covers Western events in Australia. Yeah, I was actually lucky enough, well, Pete and I were actually lucky enough to have Brooklyn video us at uh, a rodeo we went to recently and we got a heap of content out of it. She's great. She understands horses and like the Western industry and everything. So if you need someone to come and take some photos of you, if you want to get some videos for content or anything, make sure you go over to BMG Photography underscore on Instagram or she's BMG Photography on TikTok and slide into Brooklyn's DMs. Huge thank you, Brooklyn, for making this episode possible. Okay, we are back with another episode. Welcome back to the Young Western Podcast. And today we have a very, very special guest that I think everyone's been waiting for. Yes, we had some uh, question boxes and feedback. She's laughing her head off because she doesn't believe that people have been waiting for her to come on the podcast, but um, they have been asking. I'm sorry. People want to hear from her. Sorry. I'm sorry in advance if this is like interviewing three teenagers. My mum, Ruth O'Donoghue, the legend herself, is immature at times. I am not. No. (laughs) But anyway, so obviously our special guest today is our mother. Ruth Um, O'Donoghue. Ruth O'Donoghue, we pinned her, well, I pinned her down while she's over here of all times and people um, in the States. So we are sitting here on a lovely Texas afternoon, two days before I leave for the summer, um, for a little chat for you people. Ruth O'Donoghue, welcome to the Young Western Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure you don't need to hear from me for too long. Uh, Make it quick. Please, you're just busting to go on. Ever since you heard about it, you've been calling us every day. Can I please go yeah. on? I want to talk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. all know. We all know well, what you you're know, doing. Uh, always wants to be the centre of attention. Always. That's me. <laughs> Before we um, get started, like we always do, I don't have much of a run review to talk about, I don't think. I went to Bundle and made some really cool runs, but I think I've already talked about it. So, Ruth, or Mum, and Tonki, have you made some runs lately? Um, I have. Last week I went to a couple. I went to a rodeo and Bobby actually won some money at Wichita Falls. was very exciting. And then I also went into Northside on Saturday night for the sake of Mum and stuff being able to watch and they ended up getting there 10 minutes after I ran, so... Uh, anyway, he ran there and I still just hit third, but that was probably the best he's ran in there. And he's so ratey and it's such a tiny pen. It's like a 13 second course. So um, I was very proud of how he did there. You clocked um, to win it too, didn't you? Yeah, he would have won money in the end. But, oh. you know, we're getting better. He felt a lot better than he has in the past in that arena. So I was happy with that. But, Mum, what's your, you took, you went to Bundalong? few weeks ago yes we do a run review so you tell us about your runs oh okay last runs no go back to 94 or anything just tell us no no don't go back to the finals or anything no no i just finished last week um last week who was it last week bundle yeah yeah um 
<clears throat> yeah, I ran Beryl. Beryl did – she probably did the best run she's ever done. Beryl? Yeah. Did Tell us one, a bit about Beryl quickly. Did one really good one. Beryl's buckskin. Um, <laughs> Andrew and Tamlin gave it to me. She's um, a lot of rock. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, she was – I think she was three maybe when they gave it to me. She wasn't broken in, so I've broken her in. And so she had a bit of a late start. Yeah. But um, she – yeah, she's slowly getting there. She doesn't get lots Actually, of rock during the week, but, you know. Beryl is a going extremely well for Beryl's, um, like, For being a, a Ruth's um, training program horse. Due to Ruth time constraints, mum's horses have to run strictly on uh, <laughs> hopes and wishes. <laughs> mum often I take them bush sometimes. She's pretty good up the bush. Mum will take them bush. Just This is for people listening at home. Mum will take these horses in the bush. She might talk to them about bowel racing. Um, occasionally, <laughs> I'm sure she gets some of the girls who work for her to show them some videos of bowel racing and then she'll enter <laughs> them up. That's usually how it works. Very, very good training. Program. Yeah, and if you've admired Mum's horses at all at an event, you'll notice they're extremely fit, always fit in good condition. <laughs> She's actually lost weight. She's looking good right now. Beryl, no, Beryl has been going great. She, I feel like we will probably post a run of Beryl if we've got a video in the um, group chat because she is extremely pretty and she really is going quite nice. Yeah. I'm just concerned about why a pretty buckskin, well-bred man got the name Beryl. Yeah. Actually, it was your fault, girls. Because you wouldn't help me name it. And (laughs) she was a bit feral, so she got Feral Beryl for a that was her original name, but she's when I broke her in. But she's settled down and she's been very good for quite Beryl. some time now. So now she's only Beryl. She's migrated. Beryl. I um I remember trying to lunge Beryl once, and she apparently doesn't like being lunged because she did everything she could to kick me in the round round yard. Yeah, no, she doesn't need much lunging. Yeah, she doesn't need lunging. She doesn't need to be fit like that. No. <laughs> Get on and go. Yeah. Well, very good. I guess we better get into this little episode, better we? We better. We better. Um, We, I think that we should probably start from the start. I see a lot of myself in mum, I think, in the way that we've done things, which is terrifying. Um, But I think we... Some things like we, yeah, we correlate. But anyway, we should start from the start, I think, with mum's kind of like childhood, teenage years, how she got to be doing what she's doing. Yeah. And for those playing at home, mum obviously is a very successful horse breaker and trainer and she's very well respected in the industry. Um, But it definitely started a long, long time ago. So tell us a bit, I guess, about your upbringing, how you kind of got into horses or were you always super passionate about it yeah um I was one oh, one of eight kids um, we all rode we all learned to ride and <laughs> dad had 100 150 had horses he'd run all the time mum was the only one that didn't ride but she did everything else that's because she I, was always having children or breastfeeding them you would think yeah no um <laughs> she, she used to make all our clothes and we used to take our horses two competitions in a tandem trailer with a crate on and we thought that was pretty special 
with one um, saddle between you all? Yeah, we didn't we didn't have a saddle, but then we got one, but we had to share it, so you didn't get. Were you guys it was very back consuming? Having back then, were you um kind of like pretty wild showing up at those shows, or was that quite normal of the locals? No, nah, we're probably a little bit wild, yeah, probably a little bit wild, yeah, yeah. We, but it was all we had. We didn't have a lot, but we had a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. It was good. But, yeah, we did get saddles. I still have my original saddle that I got for Christmas because it was that special. I had to keep it, oh. you know, even though it was an English saddle. But anyway. How old were you then? I think I was about 13 when I got my first saddle. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Um, okay. But we used to share one. and But like I said, when they've got to share it between eight, you don't get to use it much. But then again, it was just took too long to put it on and do all that anyway, so we didn't really care too much. Um, yeah. And but you were the middle child, like one of the middle children. Yeah, yeah. It was in the middle. Helen and I were in the middle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we used to just come home from school, jump on the ponies, hoon around. That just sort of a stand. You didn't come inside till after dark, otherwise you'd get jobs to do inside, um, <laughs> which wasn't much fun. Yeah. So, yeah. We, and, yeah, I, Dad used to, used to go to Chuka Market with Dad. Oh, well, oh. He'd, come in, he'd come in and tell me to pretend I was sick when he needed me to ride horses at the sale. So tell your mother you feel sick and I'll take you to the sale. So we used to, that was sort of our thing. So I'd do that <laughs> when he needed me. So that was a lot of fun. You guys um, did a lot of, um, like, the event, not eventing, um, games like that, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, were, we were guns at that. We used to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Not competitive at all, though, I assume. No, no, not at all, not at all. Mum, oh, mum made made us rugs even for our horses one year for Bendigo show. She right. sewed up all these rugs because, oh, uh, my brother was bouncing on the trampoline, fell through the trampoline and ripped it, and it was canvas, oh. green canvas. So mum cut it all up. You don't waste anything. Cut it all up and made rugs for our horses because we never had rugs or anything. And um, we washed my little white pony and we got to the Bendigo and. She was green when we took the rug off. <gasps> oh, dye, dye come out of the rug. So yeah, oh. we spent a lot of time that day scrubbing her white again. Poor Fuddy yeah. just thought she was doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did. That was, it was all right on the black and brown horses. Just wasn't good on my white pony. Yes, as you can. So, yeah, but yeah. So no, we had a lot of fun as kids during the holidays. We used to be out in the road. Dad sent us out in the road with the cattle, so we spent a lot of school holidays out in the road. But We'd make up our own fun. So you were farmers? Pardon? You were farmers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a lot of, sh- oh, mainly cattle actually, cattle and horses, probably as many horses as he did cattle. And didn't he also take a whole mob of horses on the road during the yeah, drought? Yeah, during something? the drought he had 400 head of cattle on the road, went way up to Wilcannia and my brother was with them and he took oh, a good hundred or more horses on the road and that's a lot harder than cattle. And yeah. um with Miss older sister, she went with Dad, and we were still at school. And um, Mum, I can remember we had five, or not often foals, five foals that we had to feed because she brought them home from the road because the mares couldn't feed them; they were too poor. So we hand reared five of them. So yeah, it was all a bit different. But yeah, he was out for about three months with the horses, and the cattle were probably out for about nine months. But yeah, it was all with that hundred and. 50 horses, mares and foals and stuff. I, so was he breeding them? They were often cloudy crosses and paints and stuff, weren't they? Yeah. 
And was he breeding them? Was he selling a lot unbroken? Like, was that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a good name for himself, hey? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he sold some. He had some really good horses. And, um, yeah, he'd, he'd people, he'd advertise them as clumper jumpers in the weekly times. Yeah. People would yard them. Oh, sometimes he'd yard them. He didn't always yard them. Um, I, do, I do remember a particular story where I went to my friend's house and her neighbour was there and we we're talking horses. She said, oh, she said, I went on the weekend. She said, I went to look at some horses. She said, I went to this place. She was describing the place and an old fella come out and an effie and off we went way miles away down this back paddock and I'm just sitting there thinking, gee, <laughs> this sounds like home. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. She kept going. She said, I told told the old fella. He said, I told him I wanted a fast one. She said, and um, so she said, we, he shakes his bucket of oats and they took off. So he jumped back in the in the ute and flat stick across this swampy paddock and he's trying to catch the one up front. And he goes, that's the one you want, that one right up the front there. She said, we're bouncing across the paddock, could barely hang on or see anything. And he's telling me I needed to buy the one up the front. He said, oh, you just have to give me a bit of time to catch it. And, oh, well. um, give me a week or two to catch it to get it in if you want it and she's talking and I just said oh where did you actually go where were you looking at horses she said oh Maruka I'm just like oh my god that was dad <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I did I did sort of confess that that was my dad she goes oh he's got some lovely horses so it's just a little bit hard to see them up close They're very she fast could've... hopefully the speedo was there I think she would have found out just how fast it was she could have clocked yeah, it yeah exactly Exactly, but yeah, that was dad. <laughs> Maybe that's how we need to test out buying barrel horses from now on. Just go and chase them out through the paddy. Through the yeah. paddy. <laughs> I have so caught myself looking out and watching which ones, you know, like winning the races that they have in the paddock and being like, I think I've got a bit of my grandpa in me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, but no, we had a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, you obviously come from a very hard-working family and you lived out way out bush. You moved out when you were pretty young and went away and started working, didn't you? Because you, yeah. you weren't a big fan of school. No, I was pretty good at school, but I didn't want to be there. So um, at the end of – I had to finish year 10 because they wouldn't let me leave before that. And they said if I had a job, I could leave. So I got a job with Jack – was Jack and his wife Joan at the time, Joan Cooper, at Ironbark mm-hmm. Quarter Horse Stud down at – Nanagoon, they were at the time, and um, I went down there when school things like Christmas time. Or dad, mum, dad took me. Fifteen, I was. Yeah, and mum and dad took me down there. And I remember dad stopping at a servo on the way down, and he was cursing and swearing. I don't know how to use these new fandangled things. He couldn't work out how to use a a pump or like a petrol pump. (laughs) At (laughs) At home, we had the one that you pumped the big old handle and it went up into a, into a tank and then you, the gravity fed into your car, if you had a car. Oh, was, wow. Yeah, we did. But we had a lot of cars, actually, but they weren't very good. It was easier <laughs> to go in a horse and cart, actually. But we didn't go far, so it didn't matter. Um, but, yeah, and we, well, we went down there like we'd never been through Melbourne, nothing. So it was a pretty big adventure. And, um, yeah, started working for Jack. I worked had you ever for, at that point, like, been on a plane or been out of the state or anything? No, 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 I hadn't. We rarely, we only went to horse shows and we rarely went anywhere else. It was wow. just mainly on the farm. Yep. Yeah. Um, right. I probably went on the school bus more than I went anywhere. 
Yeah. Yeah. That but, was when um, they were trying to pop the tyres of the school bus so it didn't get there or something. Oh, maybe I might have done something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I had lots of sisters and brothers. I had time to put a nail in the tyre while they got on the bus. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's how much I didn't want to go to school. Yeah, it didn't work the first time. I had the, I got clever and put the nail in a piece of wood next time and it worked. But anyway. <laughs> Follow mum for more tips on yeah. how to be an arsehole child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to get up to a bit of mischief. But, um, yeah, where was I at now? You went down to Jack and. Yeah. Yeah, went down there. How did you find, how did you find that job? Just word of mouth, like. I oh, know it was advertised in the oh. Weekly Times once again. Oh, we read probably the paper. About the only paper we ever got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I worked there showing quarter horses. He took him around a lot of the shows. His daughter Denise had just gone to the states, gone away. So we used to. Um, oh, I got to show some of the good horses. Don't tell Denise, <laughs> and um, use her flash saddle, which. Yeah. And they were they were pretty well respected in in like the showing more western. Oh yeah, yeah. History, Denise, yeah, Denise had done really well, and um, and Jack was you know big in the AQHA and all that. Like yeah, he he'd done a lot for the quarter horse industry. That probably was that a pretty big like reality or just big shock going down to a very like a lot more. They would have been a lot more particular with their horses and stuff there, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. Yeah, a lot. Oh, they were still building their place at the time, so they didn't have a lot of facilities. But I helped helped actually build them too. That was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, no, we yeah, he had a lot of good horses, and he imported one um, Pepe Paleo, imported him from the states, and cutting horse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and did a cutting. I was in did a lot of youth showing, and you sort of only had two horses. You did all the events, English, raining. Working cow horse, they had quite a lot of that then. Oh, that was good fun. I'm jealous um, of Yeah. Uh, halter showing, yeah, the whole lot, trail, yeah. cutting. Yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. And back then for them to be importing a horse is a pretty big oh, deal, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a big deal now still, but back then. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a pretty big deal. So, yeah. So, yeah, I learned a lot from them how to... Yeah, showing at court shows and all that sort of thing. And you kind of didn't, uh, you didn't go home very much, did you, like in this? No, no, because, yeah, I had to catch a train and it was a fair mission to get home. <clears throat> so, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't go, didn't go home a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, when I was 18, they su- suggested actually that I go over to Denise had married Hamish McCallum. By this yep. point, they were living in Phoenix with um, Tom Lyons, cutting trainer. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Jack suggested I go over there, learn more and whatnot. And I thought, oh, okay. And so I saved up and saved up. And I said when I was 18, uh, I'd booked a ticket and everything to go to the States. Yeah. Uh, finished up there in, just before Christmas. And I went. I was going like mid, mid-January. Yeah. And, yeah, I'd never been on a plane, nothing, so it was a pretty big deal. Was it expensive? I want to know. It was. It How's was inflation? Ex- it was expensive, yes, very expensive. <laughs> Not quite as expensive as now, but I reckon a few years ago you could get tickets for the same price as now, as like as you could wow. then. Wow, really? Yeah, 
Yeah, so, yeah, so I... What was your plan? Did you have like a visa to go for a certain amount of time or did you not really have much of a plan? Yeah, I had one to go for (laughs) six months. Yeah. Yep, had one of those. That's all we need to know on that subject. She had one at a stage. Yes, I did. And so how long were you in America for? Oh... Maybe. Who's counting? Who's counting, months, Cheyenne? Who's long. counting? <laughs> Two and a half. Oh, nearly three years. But I did yep. come home in between. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I oh, I was all ready to go. My, and then my brother was killed in a car accident on New Year's Day, uh, two weeks before I was due to leave. Your older and, brother, wasn't he? Uh, he wasn't. He was my second oldest brother. He's 24 at the time. Mm-hmm. So that was really hard. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just. It was, yeah, it was like, sort of like, well, nothing's going to change by staying home. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, you know, it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really big decision. Well, not even a decision, but you just have so many different emotions around it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah, like I said, everything was booked and and whatnot. So, yeah, so I went. How long after... He passed away. Did you get on the plane? Two weeks. Oh, wow. be about two and a half weeks, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty big. Yeah, and yeah, but yeah, I remember. I always remember Mum saying, "Well, you know, you like you can't change it." Yeah, as, you know, as bad as it is, you you can't like staying home is not gonna not gonna make any difference. It's not gonna change anything. So, and he would have wanted you to go. Yeah, exactly. That's what she said too. She said, "Yeah, he wouldn't, you know, want you to stay home." Yeah, yeah. So that was. I flew. Oh, where did we start? Well, they took me to Melbourne Airport, and that yeah. alone was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would have been yeah. a big deal. How did you navigate? Sorry, hang on. Knowing you, how the hell did you navigate airports at eighteen when you'd never been to them? I've seen you navigate airports and those kind of situations now, let alone back then. Was that um, you're flying by yourself? Yeah, you don't even have a mobile phone. That's what baffles me. I don't even know physically how you booked a plane ticket. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Travel agents. That's what they're called. They still got them now. That's wild. Yeah. We so you know of a great one. Hey. We actually know of a great travel agent. Yes, yes. Yeah, shout out to Loz for booking mum's trip and getting her over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had them to buy tickets at. You went in with your ticket and a bit of paper and, yeah. But um, I flew, where did I, I flew Sydney to Sydney. Now Mm -hmm. I remember, yeah, I'd barely, you know, I'd been to home and and Victoria, but that's about it. And like I said, I was 18 and I was like, well, this is really big, Sydney. It was bigger than, <laughs> seemed bigger than Melbourne, but whatever. And then I flew to Auckland because you got to remember, I, I had to pay for it all myself, so I had to get the cheapest ticket I could get. Wow. So it was like a did bit you of even, a, Did you sort of know one. what you were expecting in America? Like, did you understand no, how no, big it was over there? Because no, I guess you have no seen Google pictures. or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You, just, you just imagined it. You and, just. Um, word of everyone. Yeah, yeah, you just, yeah, I didn't have a clue actually what was going to, what was <laughs> She gonna, didn't even ask. <laughs> I just thought, well, they've told me I should do it, so maybe I should. Oh, I easily persuade. Yeah. 
Yeah, this I know explains like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So then I went Auckland to Honolulu. I didn't leave the airport, so that was that's good. I wasn't brave enough to leave the airport at all. Well, you I don't no. think you'd be today. No. So then went Honolulu to LA. Now oh, that God. was. Oh, I was just, wow. I remember standing there looking around, going, "What the hell? All these people!" <laughs> and um, I stand. It must have been pretty obvious that you know maybe I was <laughs> a country girl didn't that fit in. come to the big city and and uh, yeah didn't have a clue because this lovely fella come up and he picked all my cases up and he oh, started yeah. to head off with them and I thought, oh, they're really nice people over here, like they carry your luggage and <laughs> then another guy walked along, along beside me, he tapped me on the shoulder and goes, you know, you got to tip him, you got to pay him. I'm like, oh, I don't have much money. I'm like, that's okay, no, I'll have them, I'll do that myself, I'm fine. Oh I can God. carry them, I'm fine. So I took all my bags back off him. <laughs> they're lovely until you work out you've got to pay them to be nice to you, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, 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 that's, that's not how I work. So, yeah, <laughs> I went and found, I just I just used to ask people, so, yeah, how do I how do I get to this terminal and show them a bit of paper? Or I, I still do next. <laughs> and, um, yeah, then I even had to catch a bus around to my next flight to Phoenix, which I thought oh, was, wow. yeah, that was, wow. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so, yeah, flew to Phoenix and, yeah, Denise picked, found me there and, and. So did yeah, you know Denise at this point? Yeah, I'd met her at home, like yeah. at Jack's. I'd met her, but she left not long after I started there, though, so I didn't get, I didn't see a lot of her. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I sort of knew her, but, yeah, I hadn't got to get to know her real well, but well enough. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, we're in Phoenix, in Arizona for, worked there for six months. It was so hot in summer we had to move. Um oh. I've lived with in that um, duplexing with Denise and Hamish, and they had she had Grady while I was there at Phoenix. Oh, and, um, yeah. Then we moved up to Raton, New Mexico, because it was too hot. And, and they there. were training cutting horses. Primarily. Yeah, sorry, cutting horses. That was Tom Lyons who worked yeah. for him, who still yes. trains cutting horses. Yeah, yeah. And then we moved Tom and Tootie. It was. And um, we moved up to New Mexico on a big, oh, beautiful place up there, big property, like 110,000 acres of mountains and it was, just, it was like old style. Yeah, the cowboys were, were um, yeah, they went and mustered all the cattle and brought them in for us to Sorry use. Sorry cutting in, but I'm just like trying to get a good owners of, were these properties being leased or were they like owners of these horses had these properties? like? Yeah, no, yeah, the the. Tom's had his own property at Phoenix, but this was a client's property we moved to. Um, yep. One of his very wealthy clients he had. Um, they were in and the they market. had a string of horses just to train those horses? or Yeah. Uh, no, we must have had – I think we had some outside horses too. Yeah. remember. We had um, Doc's Freckles Oak there. Oh, um, wow. I used to ride him. Oh, Doc's Oak. I used to ride in Phoenix. Um, what were those? Like, do you have any that you, you know, those amazing studs that you got to ride and stuff? Oh, Doc's Oak. He was just as rough as guts to ride. Oh, I thought I was quite privileged riding him the first week I was there, but then I worked out why. <laughs> oh. um, but the most beautiful stay in nature was that, yeah, he was just lovely. Good time yeah. next to mares, next to anything, and he just wouldn't take any notice. He'd only take him down the breeding barn, that's where he bred, and that was it. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, he was beautiful. Was Doc's um, Freckles Oak a bit lazy? Only because I've got a, one of them or two of them. 
Yeah, no, he was actually very athletic, very great, really nice horse. Um, he was Hamish was training him at New Mexico when we were there at Raton, yep. and um, he bowed both his tendons, so we used to have to wrap his legs every day in casts and then cut them off after he worked. They're just trying to desperately get him to the maturity, but he didn't make it. Um, oh, you know, he's got a bit too much with his yeah. bowed tendons, so he had to be spelled. But yeah, he was lovely horse too. So he missed yeah, his maturity. So, yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. But yeah, no, he was he was beautiful horse and very talented horse. Um then yep. from there we went to Grandview in Texas. Moved mm-hmm. down there to place board place down there. Really nice place there. Um yeah, so we were there for well, at least twelve months. And I must have been there a bit longer than that. And um worked out of there. And then one of Tom's clients offered us a job in Santa Barbara in California. Yeah, right. Yeah, so Hamish and Denise took the job and, yeah, they asked me to come too. So so we went and, um, yeah, moved there. He built a brand-new property, cut a side out of the hill virtually and beautiful Spanish-style indoor arena. Yeah, of that place it is it was nuts like it was like cut out the side of a hill like the yeah what is it spanish style yeah yeah Yeah. like that's exactly and we'll post them in the group yeah we'll have to find them yeah white like red tile roof white pillars like i walk out of this two-story bunkhouse he built which they call a bunkhouse like a two-story like I've never lived in a house like it, so <laughs> it was, it was uh, very nice. This would have been French, such an French. insane culture change for you, going from Kamaruka with the eight kids or seven, you know, seven other kids to um, living in Santa Barbara with, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a big eye opener. <laughs> yeah. It was it was crazy, but yeah, were you was... really shy? Like, you know what I mean? Mostly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 mostly I was. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so in the boss, he had a 92-square house he built for himself. Um, and then Hamish and Denise's house, he built their house. So, yeah. It was so he built odd. these properties for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, once they were finished, we moved there. He went into a big canyon and drove down in there and, and at the bottom of the hill there was you had yeah, the big gates and you went in and, yeah, here was this beautiful place overlooking the ocean. We used to like so, the horses down on the outside arena looking over the sea. And, um, or you'd, you know, if it was bad weather, which it wasn't very often at Santa Barbara, you'd be indoors. But yeah, big cutting place. Wow. Pretty cool. And so, what did um, old mate do for a quid? Hmm. <laughs> he made lots of shoes. He was he a did. shoemaker. Hmm, sold, sorry, didn't make them, sold sold lots of shoes. We thought, oh. wow, shoes must be big money in shoes over here. Oh, yeah. everyone has to wear shoes, though. Yeah. People are always wearing shoes. They right? might have been I mean, selling those yeah, red let's, bottoms, you know? Yeah, really let's not ask questions. Yeah, I didn't ask what was in the shoes or anything, but he sold <laughs> lots and lots and lots of shoes. Yeah, Many yeah. a shoe. Enough shoes. Our sausages just thought shoes must be a big seller in the States. You're ready to Let's start just say investing that. in the shoe business. <laughs> did, yeah, um, yeah. 
did it seem a bit odd from the start or, or at the start you oh, were like? No, no, we didn't have a clue that you would really do anything else but sell normal shoes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably just um, Crocs actually. Is yeah. this is yeah, this probably the probably same? Is this hey? the same man that had the white rhinos? No, no, that was followed in the New Mexico place. Yeah, he used to go over to Africa and, yeah, he brought back some white rhinos. Yeah, he was one of the top ten most wealthiest in America at the time. Wow, yeah. you didn't tell us anything about his Jim- place. Uh, Jimbo, but uh, we did actually go to Jimbo's place in, um, I think he was, I think it was Amarillo was one of his places, but he had that many places that, yeah, but the the place I liked the most was the, where we worked. And it wasn't yep. this wasn't his flashiest house or anything. It was a beautiful house on the on the farm, but um, yeah, like there was a lot of just rosy houses for all the yep. workers. Yeah, wow. it was just we were like it was just yeah, you go muster the cattle up in the hills for the to work the cutting horses. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, with the rattlesnakes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, uh, yes, back to Santa Barbara. Yeah, and then while I was there, um, I just – well, actually, even in Texas and that was – worked with a lot of breakers, breaking in a lot of horses. And a lot of Aussies worked with us. Um, yeah. At Texas especially, they were probably at one stage there was five of us there um, and a Canadian. Um, oh, Tom, okay. used to, Tom Lyon, he used to love employing the Aussies and that because they never – they didn't go home for Thanksgiving, Christmas yeah. or any of that very often. So, yeah, yeah he knew that always be there. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then while I was working at Santa Barbara, because um, by this stage I'd been away, must be made two and a half years by now. And um, I remember too, no mobile phones, so I used to talk to home probably once a fortnight. I'd go up to the main house and you know use the old-fashioned telephone. Oh. I'm not really that old, but they didn't have mobile phones, so you didn't have a choice. Um, and yeah, used to ring home that, so that was sort of the only time I, oh, I used to write lots of letters, used to write letters then too. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Old yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. I think Helen said she still got some of them too. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they, they told me one of the phone calls, my 21st was coming up and, um, they said, we're going to have it without you if you don't come <laughs> home. And I knew they would because they just loved a party. Oh, the twenty first, they were just amazing. They're on I'm the farm. I'm sure our grandma and grandpa loved to host and party more than yeah. Oh yeah, they do a lot of the young ones nowadays. <laughs> Dad would anyway. He would. <laughs> he used to like a like an ale, but yeah, <laughs> like they'd go through a few barrels at a twenty first, and that was without all the rest of the grog. Mum used to do all the cooking, and um. I've yeah. seen some videos of Grumps the morning after the 21st and that is he, – he had a big one. Yeah, yes, yes. Maverick, so, he's got nothing on that big fella. Mav's got nothing on oh, all this. No, Grumps could put down an ale or two. And <laughs> anyway, I thought, you know what, I better go home because they will have it without me. So I went home and the party – So the only thing in two years, three years that got you home was a party. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did miss home, but yeah, that definitely have the thought of them having that party without me this was too much. So <laughs> I went home. I know where we got our FOMO from. Yes, <laughs> I know. And the party the party time came and there was like uh 
400 people there. And I'm looking around and I'm like, I do not have this many friends. I've been away <laughs> for nearly three years. I but then before that, you didn't even live there. No, no. I thought, like, I only had a handful of, full of friends from school that I could even think of. I'm like, where are all these people come from? And I didn't even know half of them, but they're all my brothers and sisters, friends. And But without a word of a lie, there were at least 350 to 400 people there. They were big parties. And I really don't know how mum used to cook for them all and all that, but, yeah, pretty amazing. But, yeah, so. so. And then, so I was reading one of the old books that noted how much alcohol was drank and it was like. (laughs) Because you used to keep notes. <laughs> so yeah, she knew how to plan for the next one. That's what that was about. Yeah, our grandma would keep notes on, on the alcohol and food that was eaten so that she could make sure she catered properly for the next one. But there was like an absurd amount. Did she – was that provided? Like did they yeah, pay for yep. it? Yeah, they, like they had a little while to save up between the parties. Mom Hell, could... you have – there's eight kids. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it took a bit of saving up. But they'd have a couple of years and, <clears throat> yeah, away we'd go again. Wow. Yeah, there was like, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of lot of um, alcohol consumed, to yeah. say that. <laughs> but, yeah, they were good, they were good parties. It sounds well, like it. Didn't have, to, didn't have to worry about security or anything at those parties. No one could find a place anyway if they didn't, you know, if you didn't know. <laughs> they weren't sure if they played up, they got taken care of. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, so, you come home for your 18th, I had a, no, oh, 21st, sorry, had a banger. Yeah, you didn't have 18, so that, that, that was nothing, you know, it was just, yeah, you turned 18, you could drink something, but yeah. um, 21st was a, was, a big, was a big deal. 18, um, Donahue family were just prepped for your 21st. They were just, righto, you've got a few years to get drunk, to get fit. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And then, yeah, they thought I would actually stay home, but. I didn't. I stayed home for a month and then I flew back. Oh, that was nice of this, you. Yeah, this time I went real flash. I went straight through. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Must have thought that. I'd saved up. Wow. I saved up so I could. So I Wealthy could, lady over here. Didn't have to do the pobo route anymore. I could do the, <laughs> do the, um, the flash route. You do the direct. She's a Not, rich girl. I'm still an economy though. It would have been, you know, nice <laughs> first. But anyway, like I said, I had to pay for it myself. So you know, I had to limit myself a bit. So you and, hadn't um, married the uh, Santa Barbara man by this time? Hadn't what? You hadn't like married the Santa Barbara man by this time? Oh, no, he was married. He was married. Or his son or something? No, he only had a daughter. Oh, damn. Yeah. He's yeah. Still married her. Yeah. Yeah. Not back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, she's actually, yeah, she's a, his wife and his daughter, lovely people too. Dave was lovely too, the fella. Um, but anyway, so we, I flew back um, and then Hamish had a stadium, Amadeus Dock, that he was always going to bring back home. And he'd been there for quite a amount of years by this stage too. And uh, yeah, things just, I overheard a few phone conversations I did and yep. picked up on a few things and it was just getting a little bit not that safe to still be there. Yep. So without giving too much away, but um in so, the yeah. Santa Barbara home, not in America. Yeah. In the Santa Barbara place, yep. Yeah. Um so, so we thought it, thought it was time to uh that we should get out of there. 
So we, I'd only been back a few months and Hamish decided to go home. Oh, he probably was, you know, getting, planning on going home for too long anyway, Hamish and Denise. And um, so, yeah, we, he sent the stallion back and I flew cargo with the stallion. That was real good. Cheap flight. We got, didn't even have to pay. That was you the don't have to. I didn't have, you didn't have to then. I, I think they changed it now. I think, um, well, I don't think you can staff fly cargo. No, I think they I think they have their own staff maybe now that go with the horses, whereas then you could send one person with the horse. Yeah. So, yeah, I flew. I sat in on the tarmac at the LA airport for quite some time with sitting on a little pod thing with three horses in it in the dark. And the wow. next thing you'd do, with no phone to play on. No, just sitting, there, no, just sitting the there in the dark in the middle of the night waiting to be loaded up on a plane. Sitting there on um, LA airport in the dark. Yep. On the tarmac, though. A bit safer yeah. there than I'd be. Yeah, I'd be safer town. out there then. And next thing you hear, hear forklift, they'd be running around there. Next thing, bang, and they'd just, just straight under, lift it up and take off. And so you hung on for dear life. And they took you to it the is. plane and they did you up, like, a long way up. And you just had to stand on the front of this little platform that was about a foot wide. And they'd yeah, just hang on to those horses. So you'd be hanging on to these horses while you've got, like, a little foot platform to balance on. No harness or anything like that. There was, oh I don't know. There not been anything cool, such thing as work safe then. Oh and, um, yeah, they'd lift your way up onto the plane and in you go and you're, you're boarded. So you just yeah. got, yeah, that was the best flight. Just so much fun. Didn't you um, just drink the whole time? Yep, pretty much. Because they didn't have, they had seats. You climbed up a ladder and you could go sit in the seats if you wanted to, but no one did. And you just all sat around on the floor of the plane with a horse bucket full of ice and lemonade. And so, <laughs> and, and so, um, yeah. were most of the horses sedated? Like, no. Oh, yes. So, yes, yes. So, most of the horses were sedated, but. The one little cutting fellow, Amadeus, that we took wasn't, only because they asked me, did he need to say, I said, no, no, he'll be right. But then one of the girls, when we took off, said to me, you know, your horse is the only one that hasn't been sedated. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Maybe I was meant to say yes to that. Oh. But anyway, he was so quiet, I knew he'd be fine. And so this is, this is the stallion Amadeus dog? Amadeus, yeah. Yeah, lovely stallion. And, um, yeah, so he, we, we touched down at... Uh, Honolulu and they bring water on and give them a drink. We didn't unload anything like that. And then you took off and went to Auckland and landed there. I remember taking him off the plane there and walked over the side of the tarmac, put his head down and just started eating the green grass. And a lot of <laughs> mainly thoroughbreds on there and a few few um, standard breads. I remember this guy coming up to me and they go, wow, he, he said, so unusual to bring a, for someone to bring a gelding over. I said, it's not a gelding, he's a colt. He goes, he can't be. And I go, yeah, he is. He goes, so quiet. He just couldn't get over how quiet he was. Wow. And, so do um, they try and – so there's a bunch of stallions and I assume the only other horses would be mares. Do they, like, do, do they just put them all on together and they just hope for the best or? Yeah, they, yeah, you pretty much um, three abreast they had. It was like a horse float, just three straight. Like a straight load horse float, three abreast and with no rooftop thing. Like it, that's what, if you picture that, but not yeah. on wheels. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what they stood in. They're probably yeah. a lot fancier now. I don't know. And, well, I don't think they're that much fancier. I, think I think no. they're pretty similar still. Yeah, I don't think it's changed that much. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they just had to stand there. And then we stayed in, had to stay in New Zealand three months. They wouldn't let them into Australia for three months. 
supposed to, I don't know if it was supposed to be quarantine or not, but it definitely wasn't. Because somebody what did gave you me do? three months. Uh, I worked for a friend of Hamish's that was there. I went and worked for him, and he showed me all around um, the islands or the North Island. And yeah, yeah mm. he was. They were really. Yeah, it was. That was really good. Um, yeah, so, just and do they have to keep the stud in quarantine, like at a facility or something? Or yeah, he was. He was at a different place, and um, but it wasn't quarantine because someone gave me a goat while I was there. And I used to take the goat there. Why I said yes to a goat, I really don't know because obviously I wasn't going to be able to put it on the plane. So yeah, what'd you do with it? I'm trying to remember what I did with it when I left it. it. I think I might have left it at the quarantine place with the people there. That wasn't a quarantine place. <laughs> it, like anyone could come and go, it wasn't quarantine. But anyway, for some reason Australia wouldn't let him in for three months in. So, so yeah, then we flew flew to from there to, to Melbourne and that was, that was probably the hairiest flight I'd done because we hit really bad turbulence and the whole plane dropped. I thought we were crashing, actually. We didn't. Oh, my God. It was pretty bad. We what did the horse do? Well, we're also sitting around on the floor of the plane and next thing it just dropped out, maybe, out of the sky. <laughs> and, um, like, everyone just thrown around and we just grabbed hold of whatever we could, like, to hang on. And then when it all finally settled, we walked down the back and three had gone down, but we got them up and they were fine. They have a bed on there, too. But they were fine and um, didn't hurt themselves, and that was oh, yeah. yeah. Then we landed in landed in Melbourne and took, they took come around, took your passport, took them away, brought them back, opened a little like a little garden gate and said off you go. So, yeah, a little bit different then. <laughs> and no one was worried about. Um... No, they weren't too worried about anything then. Yeah, just right. opened the gate and went, and they yeah, they loaded the horse up and the way home we went. And speaking of, just um, out of curiosity, because there would be no reason as to why I'd ask this, but when you went back to America the second time, you didn't, they didn't, no one cared? It was just normal proceedings? Yeah, yeah. They looked, asked me how long I wanted to stay. Yeah. I said, just a few months. I'm just here on the holiday. And the grumpy old man he was, he just stamped my passport and said, I want to go home for tea. Oh. And gave me six months, so. He was very nice. Well, I didn't, he was a bit grumpy, but he was a very nice man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hmm. I think times yeah. might have changed, I'd say, maybe. Yeah, I'd say they've probably changed a little bit since then. Yeah, my process <laughs> is not that straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So mum couldn't quite get it when Montana was telling her she's going to the States. Just like, I don't know, you just get on a plane and go, don't you? Stay as long as you want. Yeah. Yeah, Mom's like, you tell them how long you want to stay for. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean you can't take Bobby by yourself? I was like, well, listen, <laughs> I would have loved to do that, but not anymore. I don't know that I would have wanted to travel with Bobby, to be completely honest. He's yeah, that a... probably would have stressed travel. me out. I would have had ulcers for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So you come home, you are, what, 19? I mean, sorry, no. oh, 22. 21. 21? Uh, still 21. Yep. And from there on, do you just start training horses over here? Um, well, no. you go back down to Jack's? Uh, Denise and Hamish were working out of Jack's then. They went back to there and were training out of there, training the cutting horses. Yep. He started his own business and um, well, they did. And so I worked for them for four years when I come back with the cutting yep. horses, just sort of money cutting, breaking in, that sort of thing. And that was a lot of fun. And um, they're really good people to work for. Yeah. And 
Uh, they had Jess too, the, the, their daughter, while I was there. Used to yeah. After her a bit too, that was fun. And then, uh, yeah, then I met Bernie. Yeah. Girls do have a dad, he's called Bernie. Yeah. Yes. have one of them. And I met him. Met him at the pub one night. Oh, I kind of knew him anyway because I knew his mates and we used to go down there quite a bit. And uh, he had trucks and I I really liked trucks. I had quite an interest in trucks. Where did and that come from? from? I don't really know. <laughs> I'm trying to think like, then, I had posters on my wall. I used to buy trucking life and everything. It's just a Jeez. boy. I had posters on my wall and everything. So, yeah, I love trucks. <laughs> anyway, he had a truck. It was a UD, but... I love the UDs now. They're my favourite UDs from the Road Ranger. They're the best trucks out. But anyway, <laughs> one of and worse than Max. But sorry, Pete, UDs. Yeah, the UD, yeah. Um But yeah, so uh, after the four, oh, I'd met him and we started going out and whatnot. And I'd just go, he was doing interstate. And then, so I've always wanted to do interstate. And so I'd <laughs> finished up. As a lot of people do. I've just always looked at the trucks on the highway and thought, geez, that looks like a good job. Yeah, I did. I used to follow them and everything just to have a look at their truck. Oh, Not the no. guys, just down the road. But anyway, um, so I, I finished I finished up with Hamish and then, and then yeah, went driving in the state. Um, How long had you and Dad been together when you jumped in the truck with him? Uh, probably, probably a year. Maybe, yeah, might have been long. Yeah, it'd be about a year probably or something like that. Maybe not quite that. But anyway, um, he was kind of a bit sick, but he'd been doing it for 10 years already. And so it was quite a novelty for me. And, yeah, so I learned to drive it up and down the Hume Highway. And, and back then the Hume Highway was not like it is now. They used to call it <laughs> Sesame Street. And it was so busy because a lot of it was single lane, like through, well, you had Woggy Hill, Juvion, yeah, it's all through there. It was all just single lane and lots, yeah, yeah, lots of changing gears. Wow. And, uh, so yeah, it was very busy at night. Um, but yeah, Bernie refused to put driving instruction under instruction plates on his truck on his semi, so I had to drive at night so no one saw me. So, oh. Yeah, I learnt to drive the semi on the Hume Highway at night, which I thought was quite normal at the time but then afterwards thought this is not normal <laughs> this wow. is hard but anyway it made made you learn I guess yeah like you'd be up going up Bogger Hill and go, oh, please don't miss a gear because you had a row of trucks you were in the middle of a row of trucks so and single lane a lot of it so you couldn't really afford to miss a gear Jesus, so, so after about six months of that I decided I'd had enough of nighttime driving I wanted to drive in daylight so I thought I'd better go get a license so <laughs> Yeah, I went to the local top shop up at Mediamo and drove around the block and got my license. Wow. Hmm. And then Thumbs how long did you drive trucks for? Four, year, four years in state, which I drove for most of it. He was sleeping in the bunk. He was sleeping in the bunk for most of it. <laughs> oh, I do remember one time back into the docks in Sydney and because um, we do Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide, um, mostly that those ones, and he just – didn't get out of the bunk and it was um, flat top like with a tarp, you know, tarp loads. Yeah. And um, I got out and started undoing all the tarp and then pulled off and they unloaded and then this guy comes over and he started helping me 
I thought this poor girl, because then too there was very few um, female truck drivers. Oh um, yeah, in the interstate. So he felt sorry for me, so he came over and helped me, and um, helped me fold the tarp up. It was a big tarps, and that you needed two people, and put it up. And um, Bernie stayed in the bunk the whole time, and I thought this poor guy, if he really knew that Bernie was in the bunk, he would not be important. <laughs> <What was laughs> I wasn't going enough. To- Gave enough to tell him. Then he's just like, oh, beauty. I'll just stay here and sleep, thanks. Oh, so, my yeah, God. I do remember that. It was quite amusing. But anyway, um, yeah, so did that for four years. And then then when we, well, we must have had you then, Cheyenne. And yep. we still did yeah. a bit of an estate on and off and then thought, oh, we'll try and get something local. So we drove, we had tippers then. Um, yep. Yeah, so I just used to do tipper work you know, just because we are living at um, Tynong at the time. Um, into Bayswater, and in this time, I'd just come home and train my own horses. Um, yeah. So I actually, no, I used to train my own horses and give lessons and stuff. You know, whenever we we're home, and just go and ride people's horses for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. When we weren't on the road, um, just for a bit of extra cash, and uh, yeah, and then yeah, we got the local stuff, carting out the quarries into all these places, but that I just didn't like that at all. It was too much traffic and boring. So then we were at Tynong, so I used to go, I did more of just going to people's places and I'd break your horse in or whatever and, or give lessons or whatever. I remember you, I can remember you guys, you were in a capsule beside yeah. the arena. Sometimes the clients are just, next thing they'd be gone, they'd take you and, they'd, yeah, it was really good. And then they'd come and she'd come along too. Next and, thing um, someone take you and it'd be awesome yeah 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 <laughs> mum would get to ride yeah and um yeah and so. you had horses of your own at grandpa's right yeah yeah. At Packenham, dad. yeah 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 had some there yeah and they were mainly you were kind of doing um cutting or like more western pleasury shows like western shows and cutting and stuff like that yeah i was doing that then for um my friend jane yeah um, she had a lot of court horses she wanted me to show so i used to show at the court horse shows as well um, I would have gone into training cutting horses, but it was so hard. I saw how hard it was for Hamish getting fresh cattle all the time. Yeah. And it was, it was just, it was always just, yeah, hard work trying to get cattle to make, you know, to get a good horse to go to maturity, you had to have, you know, you had to be able to work them properly. And that was yeah. always a battle. So, yeah, yeah I um, yeah, trained for the quarter shows, trial, raining, all that sort of stuff. And, um, did that. And then we bought the place at Bunyip. Did you buy that place? So obviously there was me, Montana, and Maverick by then. Was that right? No, me, you Montana. Can. Did yeah, you buy had, that? Well, I can say we had a half acre or not an acre in the backyard. We had the ponies and, you know, we'd have a couple <laughs> of horses. We had really good neighbours. But actually, yeah, that's where you met Sarah. She used to climb through the fence. Yes. One of your good friends. And um, but yeah, she used to love coming in and seeing the ponies. But yeah, we just used to I used to lead the kids around town. That's how Howie, Howie first came to Tynong from yeah. from and Cherie when all those years ago. And um, yeah, the lead him around town because he was yeah Andrew got him out of the market and he was a feral little colt and uh, gelded him and got him started, got him going, and then gave him to you guys. Yeah, yeah, I used to lead him around town under the railway under the railway tunnel, all that sort of stuff, and it just got him so quiet or quieter he was Andrew had already done a really good job 
And, um, yeah, that's how he's ended up with Howie. He's a viral horse these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Rosie was Grumps. My dad bought a little pony for Cheyenne, her first (laughs) pony, Rosie. And, yeah, so we had them at Tainung and it was just getting a bit hard to, yeah, keep them there and and the little miniature pony that was there as well. And, yeah, we thought we'd buy some land. (laughs) Did um, did you kind of buy that land ever with the intention of, like, training horses and everything full-time or...? Yeah, that was what I was hoping to do, yeah. 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 It was really run down when we bought it, so like three foot of grass to the back door and, yeah. It, it had crazy long-haired cows in it too, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it had um, – they, oh, they left them behind because they couldn't get them in. <clears throat> and, um, oh, what do they call them? The, uh, those long-haired, shaggy things with long horns too. Yeah, well, uh, I know. I don't know. Anyway, I know. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Scottish Highlands, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's like, there's plenty of the quiet ones in around, but this guy just, the guy that owned it just had a big herd and probably didn't do enough with them. And so three got left behind and they, and that already sort of wrecked a lot of fences by then. And he just said, give me a ring when you get them in. I'm like, great. If we get them in, we thought we should keep them. But anyway, I went out on a little, little Welsh pony one day out in the middle of the paddock because they were feral and they'd chase you. And they started chasing me, so I just flat stick up to the dairy, <laughs> did a wheelie in the dairy, and they chased me in there, and I managed to race out, slam the gate shut, and that's how I got oh. <laughs> And um, so I rang them up, said, come and get them before they get out. <laughs> so, yeah, they'd already done a fair bit of damage. Oh, and uh, so, yeah, we had a lot of work to do to the place. But, but yeah, then once we got, sort of got a bit set up, um, oh, yeah, we only had the paddock for you guys. You only little. You had, had the paddock with three drums. In the yeah. paddock, and um, yeah, eventually, and having trucks, you sort of it still took a while to get yeah. a load of sand around each drum. <laughs> yeah. own, own two small businesses, yeah, yeah, they always come last, yeah. So, yeah, I'm started training over there, just money breaking in, and pretty much the same as what I'm doing now, <laughs> yeah, and then, um, yeah, training, training, whatever shape or size comes in the gate, pretty much. Much the girls discussed. Yeah. <laughs> Certain breeds yeah. that they don't like. Don't mention them. You know, <laughs> offend people. There, there is one but breed yeah. we don't like. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. One big, big, big breed. Anyway, yeah. move on. Anyway. Now, there is some uh, beautiful ones in those breeds. I've only yeah, found yeah. one too, though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and you went on. We have two brothers as well. Many people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Had... um. Maverick and Denver. And I feel like, yeah, we have to point out the name thing, which mum insists was not planned, but our names are Montana, Cheyenne, Maverick and Denver. Yeah, and Cheyenne was, Marlon Brando's order was Cheyenne. It was in, read an article in the, I don't read very often either, but Herald Sun. Um, probably was called something else then. But anyway, so I got that out of the paper at home. Yeah. You were that, you know that redheaded I Nicole Kidman? That's her, wasn't it? Is that a redhead? Um, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um, oh, there was some Memphis Snow Report show on telly. Oh, I don't know. And she was in it. And that's where your name come from. Uh-huh. So this is, it was in an Australian telly. So it wasn't over here. Um, Mavericks, well, that's a bit of a letdown, his, his story. But it was on the side of the shed. We used to load out of Brisbane. And load the truck out of Brisbane and Mavericks Loading Agency where we'd, we'd have to bring them up to get a load back home. 
and it was on the side of the shed and I thought, oh, that's a cool name. <laughs> and Denver's the only one that did come from over here when I, I landed at Denver Airport when I was over here. And, um, yeah, I kind of liked the name. So that's where he got his name from. But he was the only one that really came from over here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> who was the who was like the best and worst kid, little kid out of all of us? Maverick. All kid, full stop. Hey. Or like full stop. Who was the hardest? Maverick. Well, probably Maverick. <laughs> really? He's the most laid back now, but when he was little, when he was little, he was he was the most feral, put it that way. He was a hand. Um, probably only because he, he crawled before he was five months old and he walked at eight and a half months old and just was so full on and just took off. Yeah. And uh, I think girls that have heard this story before, but I came home one day and Bernie had him tied to Montana's dog, Fatso. He was a little terrier. And um, I said, why is Mav tied to the dog? And he said, with a few expletives in between because the dog comes when I call it. Like, okay, fair enough. So no, that's not a bad idea. And um, he was trying to do stuff outside and thought that was the easiest way to call the dog and pull Fatso and bring that back. And then another day he was tied to the clothesline. We are speaking about the child here, not a random horse. Yeah, no, this is Mav, yep. We might get in trouble these days, I guess, if you maybe today. Although it's fun, really, really. We're adults. Whizzing around, he thought it was great. So, yeah, once again, he said, hey, I know where he is. He won't be in a dam down the back paddock in a dam anywhere. No. So, yeah, but... Um, he but, had yeah, no idea, did he? No, no, not at all. Not at all. And he used to ride and whatnot. Remember at, um, near Malden there somewhere, there was a rodeo and a gymkhana and he had old hi-ho <laughs> and he had his go and done all the events and there was a little girl that didn't have a horse and I said, oh, you can, you can ride hi-ho. Wow. He cracked it. No one was riding his hi-ho. I said, no, you've already had your go. And he started having How a chance. How old was he about then? Uh, he would have been then probably, no, he would have been three probably, three or four. No, he would have been three because he's only little. And yeah. he, um, I locked him. I just, he cracked it was having a tantrum and cracked. So I was like, right. So I locked him in the front of the float. And um, to this day, I do not know how he got out. I don't know if someone felt sorry for him because he was kicking the door in doing everything and let him out or whether he climbed out over the dividers and out the back, which for a two, three-year-old was pretty hard, but I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> and next thing I looked down, he's standing beside me, a big grin on his face, like, I'm out. But, yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't have it over his tantrum by then. But yeah, so he oh. was pretty – I broke both his arms in one week yeah. on different days. But he was, like, what, four? I, no, he wasn't. No, he's only – No, he like was 22. He's 22 months old. Oh. I still remember it vividly. He's broke one fighting with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, he shouldn't. He's a little wimp. He shouldn't have fought with a big wrestler like me. He wouldn't have yeah. broken that. And that was, I took him in and, and um, they put that one in the sling and then I got, he got kicked by a horse, the second one, but I'd taken the horse away from him and he was, he was meant to be in the pen at the stables. And next thing he turned up, he came out of the and a really quiet horse called Montana ironically mm. but um quiet as anything and just saw this bucket coming out from the agapanthus because he thought he'd bring a bucket and food for it and it kicked and got him and um broke his other arm <laughs> so back to hospital we went and then he spent many a time in hospital didn't he yeah yeah he spent yeah he, he was so he was only, yeah he was, extra he had a lot of stuff going on um but yeah but yeah mainly his mind <laughs> 
Yeah. But anyway, who was the best? You can say that one. No, I couldn't you can look say me best. in the eyes and say that one. No, couldn't say a best. No. I think we're all very unique. Yeah, you broke the most bones, Cheyenne. Yeah. They even you got tested, that title. Yeah, probably six before you're in grade six. Yeah. I um, was the easiest. I never got sick. I, I didn't I, have a choice, really. You put your glasses through your eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have been a hospital oh, that, for it. Yeah, I ten... had glass in the back of my eyeball, and she said, here's a bag of frozen vegetables because I don't have time, and I've already no, taken your brother to the hospital yeah, this week. Yeah, because I've been twice with Mav, and I wasn't game enough to go again. This was the eye specialist anyway, so. Double broken era, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in the double broken It was only week. like, yeah, it was just the week after, and there's no way I can go back there. <laughs> and then my yeah, my doctor said they, she had seven kids of her own, and she said, "You know, they rang me." And I said, "Yeah, I knew they would." I said, "What did you say?" And she said, "Oh, she said I'm surprised he hasn't done that before. Now you should see how he bounces around my office." <laughs> so yeah, she was really good. Yeah, but, I um, mean, I broke an arm, and you didn't want to take me. One of you, like your friends. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was them though. They said, "No, you haven't barraced yet. We'll take her." And I said, they're not going to x-ray you anyway. It was vanilla. And I knew it was broken, oh. but you've broken a few. And then you wanted to go to Sanana Rodeo anyway. Yeah. Know, so we had a bit of a three-day rule. If you're still sore in after three days, then we'd go and get it checked out. Yeah. And I rodeoed for a while and then went and got it done. Yeah. 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 But you've got to be sure of these things. We were. Yeah. We be were too. Pretty... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know um, what happened now. Hey? I said we were brought up tough. I don't know what happened now. <laughs> I am not yeah. tough these days. You fell off the semi too, didn't you? I remember that. Yeah, I fell <laughs> off the semi and got oh, a concussion. Yeah. It wouldn't take me to hospital for that either. No, no. It was 10 o'clock at night. and You made me crawl around the house to no, stay awake so I wouldn't <laughs> to go down and go to sleep and not wake up. We just had to make sure that she was okay. Yeah. I remember um, pinning Montana to the ground because we had to put eye patches on our eyes all the time. Yeah, yeah. That was just cruel. I was a fashionista and I didn't want them on my eyes. <laughs> yeah. You were a fashionista. Mum, I've got to ask you this. Some of the outfits that you put on <laughs> a bald Montana. Um, I think, honestly, she just thought it was a game. <laughs> was there – were you – there's some beautiful really? velvet outfits. Um, Why did that... you dress me up as Santa Claus when I was like <laughs> one? <laughs> <laughs> we have to oh, what about those... photographer at Kinder Cheyenne. Yes. Cheyenne was at Kinder and I was on Kinder duty when the photographer came and Montana was with me and he thought he'd warm his camera up on Montana. And he was so annoyed because she wouldn't smile at him. He said, that's okay, I'll get a smile out of her later. He came to me at the end of the kinder session. He said, I've been doing this for 25 years. He said, I am gutted. I said, what's wrong? He said, I cannot get your daughter to smile. He said, I've never had a child. I could not get to smile. <laughs> and he said, I cannot get your child to smile. This was only probably two-ish, two, yeah, two and a half. Montana was and... renowned for being sour as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I just had an upside-down upside smile. I still have an upside-down <laughs> smile. It sucks. Yeah, and and he like he just couldn't get over it. And he sent me a magnet in photo on a magnet in the mail yeah. after it for me to put on the fridge just just because. And here's this 
she's standing on the playground, she's turned and she's giving him the glare of, you know. It'd kill a person, that you glare. You know, piss off, I will stick a knife through you, mate. <laughs> it was, I, oh, it was a classic. And it was a, a bit of a, like, quiet achiever with the hard work because Helen tells a story about how you tried to OD on Panadol when you were about two because you decided you had a headache. Yeah, I did. I grabbed it off the shelf myself. and You climbed up. Yeah, you seen her taking some Nurofen, so she went to the toilet and you climbed up on the table, up into the shelf, got a whole packet of Nurofen and swallowed it all. <laughs> you thought they were long. And that was like the first time she'd ever looked after us and she freaked out. She was like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill this kid. I probably yeah. was banging for the next couple of days. I would have felt great. <laughs> and honestly, knowing your stomach, a stomach of steel, you were fine. Oh, yeah, right. It probably set me up for life. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I guess yeah anything else you want to know not really I guess we kind of um you got into rodeo um made the NFR and everything through would you say like through us wanting to do those kids and Cherie and Lee and Andrew we were going and watching watching when you were little watching um Deanne and Cherie and Andrew and when you're real little and then yeah you just thought, oh, give this a go and you guys wanted you only little and you had your ponies you started off in a two horse straight <laughs> float painted mission brown hand painted mission brown with no window that i bought off lovely fella called bruce nielsen bruce and his son travis yes. and um, we thought we we're pretty special we we're bold I mean, we had saddles too. Yeah, we had a horse fight. I feel like we did share a saddle though or something because yeah, I remember always you. swimming in the saddle I had. I think you <laughs> yeah. got us like adult ones and we're like, just grow taller to fit, reach the stirrups. Yeah, well, Lee made your next saddles. You had the little saddles. And that, then... that My first saddle that Lee made me, I wasn't telling anyone I couldn't reach the stirrups, but I rode long for at least a good year or two yeah. because it was a brand just... new. I was so excited. <laughs> I was making myself reach those stirrups. I didn't care. Yeah. Mum was like, is it good? I was like, it's so perfect right now. I think I permanently stretch my legs like saddles. Bloody rippers. Yeah. So yeah, um, the end and well, they were all competing and so we go and watch and thought stuff this we're not watching. So we had the two horse, but then because you uh, we had a little pony across the front, so we fit three on, but then you guys got bigger horses, so I got the three horse and then yeah got the gooseneck after that because you just kept going out of them all. So yeah. you and you had Oki that was kind of your well you rode Mac as well his brother but Oki was like yeah I got your... given Mac by my good friend Jane and her husband Leon at the time and um yeah he was at Mac the Wonder Horse he was beautiful by Opalina um and then I bred Oki myself and I know I bred the mare foal for foal with Denise McCallum and she had Oki she actually, he was hers. Uh, he was actually born blind. He was blind for a week. Um, really? Yeah, and they kept him in it. It does happen. They kept him in a stable and come good. And then uh, she sold him to, as just as a yelling to a friend, Sally Pompey. She bought yep. him and then bought him to me as a two-year-old to break in. Then I got to show him at all the photo shows and she showed him amateur. I showed him in the open classes. So, yeah, I got to train him. And he was just a super talented horse too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. He did have, he did a lot of events. Um, like he won a straight title, didn't he? Hey? 
You won an Australian title? Yeah, you won uh, Amateur Trail Horse of Australia, runner-up Amateur Raining Horse of Australia. And then I always said to her, because, you know, I had a lot to do with him and whatnot, and I said, if you ever you know, want to sell it, I said, I'll buy him back. And when he was nine-year-old, he got an allergy. Um, so he couldn't, she couldn't show him anymore because he'd go around the show ring flicking his head all the time. They thought he'd been naughty. But it was a allergy. They tested his blood, did everything, and they got, got to 25 different things he was allergic to. Wow. So she rang me up and said, do you want him back? And I said, do I ever? Um, and she actually, she wouldn't take any money. She gave him back to me. And, and so he didn't start his bow racing career till he was nine. I started, it was easier to teach him though because he'd already, like he did, yeah, Western riding raining. It's everything. just hard to teach him to go fast. Yeah, that? yeah. It took a little while to teach him to go fast because I'd been allowed to go a little bit in raining, but he, he'd never done a lot of fast work. And so, I do remember. Like you loping to the first drum and you'd change your weight in the stirrup and all he do, he just change leads like yeah, 100 yeah. times. Yeah, because I'd done the Western riding where you change leads all the way through the cones and that, so he just thought that was normal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he didn't, like I said, he didn't start his barrowing career till he's nine. And yeah, I went to the finals at Gold Coast two years running on him, made the finals. And then uh, Montana ended up with him because. Well, we were sharing him. Yeah, but remember we ran him together for a long time. Yeah, we did. We yeah, both yeah, I sort of yeah. Open but and juniors. You were, yeah, you were meant to have cool. Cool was actually Montana's horse. <laughs> Taught him yeah. everything. Knows Andrew and Sheree had him up there. He's lit. He was little fella, three year old. Tanya used to, every time he we went there, she'd just plod around. I'm only little. She'd swing a rope, do all that. And um, yeah, Andrew just said to him one day, Montana, take him home. You no, he. Him. I wanted him for the longest time, and then one day, yeah. Andrew. I vividly remember he gave me his papers and he didn't say anything, just gave me the papers and I just knew it was him. And I was so excited, I swear. It's like the best day of my life. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, he gave me the papers and I was like, oh, my God. Because he was the littlest, doughy little thing. Yeah, he was like a little runt. He's never going to be, you know, be any good for them. And Sheree and that. So, um, yeah, we brought him home and then I just started to take him to barrel days and all that. And I thought, oh, not too bad. He's doing a bit and... And got him going a bit, and then you, you were meant well, to. Well, I started to... taking him, and then he yeah. got a bit fresh. At Evo's one day. You off a couple of times. That yeah. was at home, though. And then I took him to that bow race, and it was too fresh at the bow race, and I was scared at Evo's, of him. Yeah. And I put, I said, here. And you... I said, this is too much for me. You weren't very old, and I said, here, Cheyenne, you ride him, and I said, Tan can ride Oki. I still remember Jane O'Dell was timekeeping at Evo's, and she came up to me and said, that has. Montana's round on Oki would have to be the prettiest bow race I've ever seen. Like he went <laughs> roped around, he changed his lead in the middle. He just did a perfect, almost Western the... style bow race. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so Tan, yeah. Cool on the other hand, did not. Off no, his head. No, he's off his head that day. <laughs> oh, and but, for the yeah. entirety of his life. Yeah, yeah, for the rest of his career. Yeah. But yeah, so you're very lucky to have him. Yeah, yeah. we all He's such a phenomenal horse, and he's still freaking winning junior checks now. Yeah, and Oki. Oki went out last week. and That's what I mean, uh, Oki. Yeah, oh, Oki, yeah. Yeah, well, cool one and not so long ago too. Yeah, yeah Oki winning money Oki. two years, a year ago. Yeah, yeah, Oki won last weekend at Bundalong with a, jun- a junior that never ridden him before. And um, she got a second and then a first the next day. So he's still, he's 20, he'll be 25, I guess now. 25 is my yeah. age. He's 26 this year. Yeah, right. Yeah, good old fella. He's yeah. a great old Yeah, he's by Ocalina as well. So, and him and Mac were full brothers, weren't they? No, him and Sirloin were full brothers. 
Ken oh. McEnany, both, both by Okalina. Sirloin and Oki were out of my old Denia snare. Yeah. I had. I went to the cutting fraturity, actually. Yeah, I took her to the cutting fraturity when I was working for Hamish. Really? How did she go? Oh, we drew last in the herd first round and um, uh. did nothing wrong. Just went to the fence with a cow and it just pushed under her neck. And But she still got to do a second run. She did a really good second run. But you're, once you do that, you're out. So uh. you can't, can't make finals or anything. That's yeah, painful. She was a good old mare. She was. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I guess that we better wrap it up. But I guess a lot of our great, you know, like the horses we're breeding now and stuff kind of still follow those lines. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we're so lucky to have been able to ride all these good horses, I guess. And it stems from like mum having that experience with Doc's Freckles Oak and Doc's Oak. I mean, if we see that on papers now, we're like, yes. Yeah, well, Doc's <laughs> Dennis. Yeah, we had yep. Dennis at, uh, we have him at Fort Worth. Uh, yeah, when we were there. We came into there before he came to Australia. Beautiful horse too. Yeah. yeah. And the Lakers at the Lakers mare that I bow race, she's had the she's same mare as Oki. Yeah. So had the same mare, just she's by Acres Destiny, obviously, and he was by Ocalina, but yeah. But yeah, now we've got these horses, like that mare has now had two foals, her full sister, which is out of, that same Dennis mare has now had a seconds to fame foal. Like we've got so many of these yeah. horses that are still carrying those lines and it's all, probably all because I guess, you know, years ago you went to the States and how yeah. cool is it? Yeah. And Richard Bull, who was really good to me too, was one of the bread takers. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sitting down and um, not getting, <laughs> you know, going right. to work. We got to sat down for that long. Yeah, I'm shocked. Down over an hour, I'm shocked. Actually, yeah, it's the only <laughs> word. I'm a bit distracted by the river that I'm looking out over. Yeah, I had to grab her attention back a couple of times. Oh, so what's that? I thought it was a kangaroo, and then I, I suddenly remember where I was. It was a small animal. Oh, that was, she was, was mesmerized. I would. I wanted to go down and have a look, but got a bit <laughs> not in trouble. Get told off. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, so thank you for coming, guys. Really enjoyed this. I hope it didn't bore you too much. I don't think so at all. Yeah, I don't think That's so. If you guys like this episode, make sure you, I don't know, share it, leave reviews, make sure you follow us too. Apparently that's really yeah. good. And get in the group chat so you can see the funky pictures of mum. Oh, yeah. no, what pictures have you got? <laughs> we'll find some. Oh, dear. That's a awesome. Thank you, uh, guys. Always... Well, I don't have Facebook. I'll get it and I'll... there'll be payback. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, okay thank you bye bye